Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, welcome to another week of G-Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. This week's guest is funny guy, TV writer, and co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, Sexy Unique Podcasts, Up with Laura Marie Shanehall, Carrie O'Donnell. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming. I'm so happy to be with you again. Oh, I'm so happy to I be was, with you. I was thinking of like unfortunately like one of the only times we've ever like had like an extended hang where we like remember we like walked yeah we had like we had like such a good like friend moment we like walked we just like all through manhattan and like walked over the bridge and it was like cold and we were like wow like this is we're (laughs) living in new york New York. <laughs> we had like like a latte moment. It was we like did. it was like an early November kind of like ooh like yeah. cozy but like not like brick so you could like be no. outside. Yeah, it was it was it was like one of my like nice New York friend memories. Yeah, me too. And then we ran into each other in Times Square. Like one time we were like, yeah. hey. You were like outside of, I think you were waiting for your husband or something. No, I was waiting like, for a friend who like came into town and we were like going to get like a classic New York slice, like at the Sabaro, like Michael Scott. Yeah. And <laughs> you were coming out of Yahoo, I think probably at that time. Oh yeah. I, I, when I worked my stint at the Who. <laughs> My son under Marissa Mayer. It is Queen, always Queen Marissa. <laughs> Queen Marissa. Yes, Marissa. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is always funny to run into like a New York pal in Times Square. It feels yeah. like you've met up in like the I VR know, world. Like, yeah, you're kind of like, don't look at me. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, although I have to say, I worked in Times Square for a collective like two and a half years. Because mm-hmm. I worked, because then I worked at Logo, which was also like right in the heart of right in the heart of things right, and right. um in the viacom building and i feel like times square it it does get a bad rap it's not as ba- it's not it's terrible but it's not as bad as like i will say it it's not as bad as the hollywood walk of fame oh i was gonna say i worked at 30 rock for like two years so like that's also like come christmas like that's the worst place in the world like yeah i would take times square any day then swap it out with yeah. working in 30 rock in the christmas season where you're like just trying to get to the subway and everyone's like standing around taking selfies with the tree yeah so yeah. i have had no um big hollywood walk of fame experience only that i've been to the trader joe's <sighs> over there tell me oh, <laughs> did, did, a, did a big shutter just run through your body well okay so i live full disclosure i live a few blocks from the walk the walk of oh fame which starts kind of like I walk out my door and like <laughs> walk a few blo- like one or two blocks, and I'm um, seeing like Mary Steenburgen's. Walk of, <laughs> is your address Carrie O'Donnell, like Grauman's Chinese Theater, Los Angeles? Yeah, I live. <laughs> I live at the the Walgreens in Hollywood. 
Don't you remember that you and Laura were doing a sexy, unique podcast event in Hollywood? Like the first week Dan and I moved here and I was like, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming. And at the last minute I was like, we're so tired. Like I cannot yeah. leave the house. And you were like, don't worry, oh. we're going to do this all the time. And then we never, like it ended. <laughs> I know because well, we were doing, we were hosting these like once a month screenings of Vanderpump Rules. Yes. At, at this place that's now closed. Yes. This nice like Soho house adjacent place right. in Hollywood. And then, uh yeah you were like i'm and i was like i totally get it and then i was like we're gonna have all the time in the world and then and then we had our like fateful show at the roxy that's right in in on the sunset strip like the night that rita wilson and tom hanks got COVID. yeah that was you are forever part of history i i think we were like the last show (laughs) oh definitely you were one of the last shows at at all in in la which was so <laughs> fucking crazy because we were like this no. little i mean it was the roxy was cool but like we were just like it wasn't like we're not some like major player or well, something i want to say i I do want to say for those of you who don't know um sexy unique podcast laura murray shane hall's sort of venture started as a vanderpump rules recap and um commentary and it is one of the funniest podcasts ever and at first and i love laura like we've we've never met i just love her work um i will say like one of the first times i listened to it i was like this episode's like two and a half hours long like what are we talking about but it was honestly the most fun (laughs) two and a half hours I laugh all the time, but but what she does, what she ended up doing was she sort of spun out her brand to do like rewatches of different Bravo shows and like, you know, going into Real Housewives and Carrie and Laura started doing what in like in 2019. I, I, yeah, I like, I started coming on like, as like a, a, like she was, she would have guest hosts, co-hosts come on to, to recap like sexy unique podcasts. And I started to Vanderpump rules and then I started coming on and then we just kind of vibed and they spun off and they started doing a rewatch, like kind of branch podcast called sexy unique podcast tough Sicilian bitches, which recapped the early seasons of the real housewives of New Jersey, which is absolutely hands down my favorite television in the world you know way more about it than i like you (laughs) you were schooling me like in our text combos i was just like you your knowledge of that show is like peerless and you are i would say a scholar of caroline manzoisms (laughs) jolie care and i are 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 very much new jersey housewives people we've seen seasons one through five especially she's a big season six person i'm not um multiple times i can quote it i love i could tell you like every i could i could verbatim repeat every single episode back to you but the best part of listening to you guys recap it is a i can see every single scene happening in my head but your impressions of the housewives are spot on (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're good they're pretty good do your caroline do your do your caroline man tell me about caroline man's on caroline rules one and three point five we're having a good time in lockdown it's all about family and thank god all my chickens have come back to the roost so I have all my chickens under one roof and it makes me really happy. I got to say family. If you don't have family, you don't got nothing. <laughs> we listened to one yesterday. Also, it's a show that is a podcast that Dan loves. Like 
We have a we have a and you know this because I'm always like Dan and I are listening and like this is. I love that I I, I'm very happy that like we've we've got some straight male. Oh yeah. Some straight male listenership because that's (laughs) that means that I feel like I'm like puncturing the next like (laughs) dimension. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know the gay. I know the girls and the gays are down. Yeah. But like when you get that straight guy, like. I know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, there is something here. Yeah, no, no. It, I think it's a, you have such a great opportunity for diversity here. Like, yeah, Dan, lo- Dan loves it. And one of my, and if you guys are not like, if you're looking for a, you know, 2021 choir activity, I cannot recommend more. It's on Hulu. Go watch Real Housewives of New Jersey and then pair it with the corresponding tough Sicilian bitches podcast episode because it is like it is such I miss joy it. it's I, miss, I wish you guys I would really continue miss, I just I really you know and we were because we're recapping Salt Lake City right now right which which has been sort of like a up and down journey for me personally mm. and I know Laura's both the same but like it doesn't have like New Jersey those early seasons of like New Jersey they were so non-self-aware of like social media yeah. and, and the fame and they yeah. didn't i mean they they like they 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 all had egos but like they hadn't they weren't so aware of their brands yet and i just feel like that's right i'm worried about the future of the franchise because now it all feels so like concocted everyone's being careful and concocted and like they're all playing into the characters that like the gays on twitter love and like mm-hmm. they you know and i just i'm seeing danielle Staub walk around with the bodyguard like you're not gonna get that ever again like you're not gonna get. You're that. never gonna. You're never gonna get Caroline Manzo going. We we fight big, we love, we love big, big, and we make up big. We make up big. <laughs> but also, I mean, I guess like I don't know if you've watched Real Housewives of Dallas. I haven't, but like it's on. So Dallas, I have has not infiltrated into my life yet, and I started Salt Lake City. But I have to tell you, and I haven't been listening to you and Laura's um recaps because I like to wait until I've done the whole season, because uh, then it sort of feels like its own reunion. The, right. the first episode had me. And for those of you who haven't oh, watched yeah. Salt Lake City, like it literally starts like 20 minutes in. One of them is screaming at the other because one said the other smelled like hospital. And no, it was <laughs> the first, it was, a, I'd say maybe one of the best of all time first episodes of a house. Like you can't, you don't get better than no. Mary. Like out the gate. Like out, the, it was probably top five first episodes because even even the now like stalwart franchises were all shitty in the first oh of course i mean they were all just getting their sea legs but but this was like (laughs) wow like you told me you smelled like hospital you told me you smelled like (laughs) hospital and then and then someone who fucked their grandfather yeah you don't you don't get (laughs) you don't get that you don't get better and there's like the mormon thing going like you it was just so like whoa like this whole world that i've that i'm so uh, ignorant to have you have have you found uh, my opinion my opinion is that that's a very high note to start on and i fear for salt lake city that it is sort of like an icarus and that like it is going to it cannot if you start that high you know there's only so many glass ceilings you can break above you yeah i i'm worried too i mean the last episode whitney brought it and she she kind of she brought it back to like okay maybe there is hope but i i agree with you i think it was like i almost am like if you had just given me the first episode i would have been happy yeah that's and all no, i wanted no other, like, i just wanted people telling each other that they smelled like hospital <laughs> and like 
cult leaders and grandpa fuckers. Like I, <laughs> you do not get any more outrageous. Yeah. This... But then now it's like too much Brooks, not enough Mary, not enough, you know, mm-hmm. too much Whitney's I, dad. Whitney's too much Diane Warren. Too much, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's um, it, uh, the entire first episode of Salt Lake City was as if you were watching one ep- one full seat, like the first full season. of Yeah. Disney. I think that's maybe what it, it was like a little bit. It felt like they'd crammed in like weeks of shooting in one episode. Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah. But, but I was going to say there is a character. There's a now she's gone because she was fired for, her, you know, fairly overt racism. Uh, um, they all fall. Leanne, Leanne Locken. So who is she, Leanne Locken? I know that name. She, she kind of had that Danielle Staub like chaos, and then at the end she was like repulsive with her racism against Mexican people. So like, right. at that point you were like, I can't even like, please get off my screen. Mm-hmm. But she she is a socialite in Dallas, or now a fallen socialite in Dallas, who isn't rich, but like moves in those circles and like is able to get rich people to spend money on charities. So she's like a real like operator and like is very social. And everyone knows about her. And she's, you know, batshit. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's completely unhinged. And she grew up on a carnival. Like, she's a carny. Which is the most... One of the craziest backstories of... I may be the craziest backstory of any housewife. Is that she literally grew up on a, in a carnival. No one and has so ever she, been able to convince me to watch Dallas. But I think you just did it. Say, I mean, the first two seasons were... Leanne, like, it is... It's a pretty wild ride. Now she's gone and they brought in, I just start. there's now a new season and it's like during COVID and some of them feel like they're maybe COVID deniers. Um, Great. But Leanne is completely like, she is so fascinating to watch in the first few seasons. And then she crosses into like unforgivable territory. But mm. like in the, it's like, oh my God, it's wild. I would, she, she brings the Danielle energy that like. I miss it. that. That itch. Da- the Danielle energy I miss. Like, um, we had ta- we had talked about a-, a few things that we wanted to cover today, and I and I want to make sure that like we can now we'll tack on to this. I want to talk to you about the scenes. Well, we were talking about sex and the Sex and the City movie yesterday a little bit because right. Dan and I went out for a drive and we were listening to an old episode of Tough Sicilian Bitches because it's like one of the only things we can agree to listen to together. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it so, is it's so amazing. <laughs> it's always haunting to listen to the ones that are like um around this time last year where you guys were like i am so ready for 2020 it's gonna be amazing oh. ready for a new decade like the last yeah. decade was nuts like what could happen this decade and we're and always then, like and ah. then laura's and then laura's psychic like predicted covid yes and it took it and we started <laughs> then we started de- delving into like curse territory i feel like <laughs> yeah you guys have like, like there's something like happening in the tough sicilian bitches universe that like predicted what we have seen unfold in our country in the last <laughs> year or so yeah. um but we i was listening to you and you guys were talking about the iconic scene that lives personally in my head rent free of the sex in the city movie the new year's eve scene um, mm-hmm. with Carrie and Miranda, and I was laughing because that scene, I think, is 
revered by like so many people like it's yeah the song is so pretty the version of old lang syne that they pick is so pretty it's a nice moment of friendship but everyone kind of like forgets the way it starts and so i kind of want to bring want to bring that up because i feel like people will people know that scene people love that scene people listen to that version of that song around yeah. new year's um yeah let, okay. I, let's get into it i think about the scene constantly yeah the um can we talk about Carrie's outfit first yes, of all? Yes, yes. Wearing... Okay, well, so she she wakes up in the dead of night, aka, like, it's like 9.30. Right. She's, like, in, a, she's in, like, a depression sleep. She tried watching Meet Me in St. Louis, but turned tried, it off yeah, after she... three minutes. <laughs> yeah. She tries watching because her, her assistant, Jennifer Hudson, tells her to watch it. Or, like, she's, she's like, I'm going to try, and she just can't. Yeah, she's like, she... the trolley song comes on. She's like, fuck, like, no. Yeah. So then she... um she's asleep it's snowing she's like fuck i'm not you know i'm not riding into 2004 or 2008 <laughs> yeah and um miranda calls her and she wait carrie wait <sighs> she wakes yeah. up she's wearing like what is she wearing like a like a silk flat like yeah. under it like was a, it, there was jewelry like jewel like right. she had like jewelry on she but was it, wearing she was wearing a, a huge string of pearls right. to bed <laughs> which is like is a, that a hazard? Is that a superstition? Yeah, is that a hazard? Is that a choking hazard? <laughs> but also, like, Sarah Jessica Parker was like, I'm going to wear these. Yeah. Like, Carrie would, I feel like she was like, that. that is like an actor's choice moment right. where she was like, I'm, I think Carrie would do this. Right. And they were like, sure, whatever. Right. She's like, I want to put my own little, you know, like, spin on Carrie. My Carrie spin. <laughs> and she's so asleep. She yeah, she wakes up the, right. the ringing of the phone. Her giant phone, her home phone. <laughs> and then Miranda, we cut over to Brooklyn. Or no, right? Yeah, we cut to, to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Miranda's eating. You know, you kind of hear Dick Clark in the background. She's eating her low mane. And, and Carrie picks up. She's like, hello? And Miranda's like, isn't it fucked up? Like, I'm alone. Like, I'm alone on New Year's Eve. And I'm eating Chinese food. And I'm by myself. And, like, I feel crazy. And the first thing that Carrie says is. <sighs> I was sleeping. <laughs> It's like Carrie can okay. never get it up for a friend. Yeah, it's like first of all, it's not that un uncalled it's for to be calling on New, it's Year's Eve. on New Year's Eve. Some people are just going out in New York, and Miranda's like having. She's been in a recent separation. Like, give her a break. Yeah, be like, oh hi, like like hide your yawn. Yeah, I was sleeping. Miranda's like, I'm upset. Like, I'm so upset and lonely. And Carrie's like, I was sleeping. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I'll let you go back. No, no. <sighs> Is everything all right? Do you want me to come over? No, 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 no. no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Brenda's literally looking out the window, like that into the void. And she her eyes are so wide. And she's like, This is a woman on the edge. Like she is like <laughs> That's right. sitting there, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm alone right now. And I I just think it's crazy. We're in the New Year's Eve. And I'm alone. And it's like and if I heard my the tone in that voice in one of my best friends, I'd be like, getting there right now. Yeah, absolutely. And Carrie's like, well, Carrie does that thing where it's like, I I definitely don't want to come, but I guess I'll politely ask, and I like yeah, really I'll hope you it. say no. Yeah. And then Miranda's like, obviously, because Miranda's Miranda, she's like, no, it's okay, it's fine. I'll just like stew in myself. <laughs> I'll just eat this little man. And Carrie hangs up, and then she puts her hand back on her pillow, and she's just <laughs> thinks for a minute, and then you just see her get up. 
And then we cut to her running down her brown, her fake up blue side brownstone. And she's in a full, in a turban. <laughs> she's got like a, a sequin turban on, like from yeah. St. Mark's place. Hold on. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm Googling the, um, the, like the cut of her exact outfit. Yeah. She's, she's, she's somehow both gotten dressed and not gotten dressed. Yeah. She's wearing her, her like flannel pajama pants, her, her little silky blouse mm-hmm. and, I'm looking right now. Giant mink, giant fur coat, yeah. <laughs> pearls. Yeah. Her white gloves. And, her white gloves. Is she wearing heels or boots? She's wearing white boots in the snow. Right. Okay, so she, yeah, she's wearing white boots in the snow. Um, she's wearing like a huge mink. She's wearing her like, like I literally have that pajama outfit set from Target. She's like sporting yeah. that, but like with a pearl, and then a sequin hat that like looks deranged now but if you try to imagine what you were wearing in 2008 you're like "Mm -hmm, yes i remember and and then she's like she's like oh like taxi like oh it's new year's eve i can't get a taxi does she take taxi (laughs) uh taxi like the she takes what what's is that the a to like south brooklyn i think they just show her coming up on the I don't know, but she either takes the A or the F. Well, no, Miranda lives in... Where does Miranda live in Brooklyn? Park Slope. Oh, she lives in Park Slope. Okay, so she takes the the ACE or she... New York Talk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, New York Chat Chat. Subway, Subway. Well, Carrie Carrie allegedly takes the subway, but you only see her popping out of it. So you're not really like totally sure. But that's the first time you ever see Carrie take the subway. Yeah, or acknowledge that it exists. (laughs) I don't think she in the entire series, because I just rewatched it with my boyfriend recently and she i don't think at once in any of the six seasons does she take the subway no which is like the most probably the most other than her like finances (laughs) yeah and her ability her like home like the most unrealistic thing about that show is that she not once takes the subway yeah i mean yeah on a long list of unrealistic yeah Yeah, i know you're right I met um, Sex in the City, like so she, she sushi samba. Up, yeah, right. so she comes up and she's, you know, it's snow. <laughs> snow has gotten harder. It's almost midnight, like really, really close, yeah. like counting down. And then, uh, and then she climbs up the icy stairs of the of the of Miranda's brownstone and knocks on the door. <laughs> and then Miranda opens it, and then Carrie goes, "You're not alone." <laughs> Carrie gets to be the hero. Yeah, be the hero. Like truly, like great. You did. You were a a good bare minimum, Carrie. Bare minimum. I was sleeping. Oh, I was was sleeping. Oh, Miranda, is that you? Carrie literally could never take a second. You know, Stanford's like I met someone, and Carrie's like Stanford, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear hey, it. We're talking about me right now. <laughs> Stanny, I'm having a crisis. Like, we never I'm get to... a bit of a crisis right now. Well, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, I loved watching E cover the coup in only a way that E could. Oh, yeah. Which which was dramatic AP Caroline photos. Tipped, <laughs> Caroline tipped me off to... Because E, they're... Inst- I've, like, unfollowed and followed them. Before. Like, they're so unhinged that, like, it's almost too much for me sometimes Mm -hmm. their their instagram like mock-up images with like quotes or like they are so insane Insane. captions like throughout all of 2020 (laughs) it was like 
Um, we it's it was an abomination. This took it to another and, level. This was jo- Jolie on on my team messaged it to me first and was like, "I can't tell if they're kidding." And and I looked at it and I was like, "This is a Carrie O'Donnell tweet if I ever saw one." <laughs> and it's literally it was, like <laughs> dramatic AP photos of the coup and then like italicized reactions from stars. So it was like, "How in God's name? What in God's name?" Jane Lynch. <laughs> Jane Lynch, like, and and they were bold. <laughs> Certain, certain phrasings certain in that yeah and Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker like, had one <laughs> unspeakable unimaginable un-American and then one of them was Chloe Grace Moretz saying this is not America and I just <laughs> love I loved Chloe Grace Moretz making the cut yeah <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz like weighs in this is not America Chloe Chris Evans it is like, I'm speechless. yeah I'm speechless Chris Evans but <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Pink was like as someone who's related to service pre- people, like I'm offended. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah, like like, <laughs> like I kind of like I'm like I to 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 be a fly on the wall in the e slack that was like um okay well we have to like put something up I guess <laughs> like what should we yeah, take they couldn't, they couldn't have just like gone I Dark. mean <laughs> they couldn't have just either not commented or just like done it without the like they were like we have to report on this but we have to put our spin our what's our e-spin and some some like assistant or like intern was like well we could just put quotes together jane lynch reacts to the coup (laughs) how in god's name what in god's God's name jane lynch i that i mean that looking at that in the context of also like sitting in front of my TV for like, I watched TV on Wednesday. So this it, it's, we are now day four out of the coup. We're recording on Sunday, the 10th. So yeah. I watched TV on Wednesday and you know, in LA it started at 1130 here, we got a really early run and yeah. I turned off the TV once they started putting together the packages that were like, it started at two thirty on the Capitol steps rallying. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, so they're now showing me a, a packaged, you know, uh, segment oh, yeah. of like what I've already watched. So I'm I'm yeah, done for the day. But yeah. like that was hor I mean that was horrifying to watch. It was so confusing. I was trying to figure out, you know, like who on social media I'm following and like who's reporting the right information and okay, someone just tweeted this, but like is the caption correct? What time was it? Right. And then all of a sudden you get right. E being like <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker says unthinkable. Unimaginable. <laughs> unthinkable. Unimaginable. And she and she wrote it on on her Instagram and her like standard like poem yeah. form for like prose i have to say some of her prose is i would read a book by her do not put that she idea out in the world i think some of she had she had me crying last year in the fall maybe just because i was like this just shows my quarantine brain but like she posted something about new york and i started crying i did i got no, like i, get I was, like, it. emotional no, I so I get like, it. I was like, I miss New York. But <laughs> I, get, I, I get it. Uh, the coup, the CNN, like, now they're doing, like, they're doing, like, retrospectives on something that happened four days ago. <laughs> like, they were advertising for, like, tomorrow at 10, Trump's insurrection, you know, and it's going to be, like, they're going to have, like, talking heads, probably. And yeah, it's, it's like, like it's the two-day anniversary of the storming <laughs> of the <laughs> <laughs> First of all, this happened four days ago. We might not even be done with the coup. We're so, like, definitely let's not, let's not, not done. Let's go into like CNN packaging and like it's just it's I, getting crazy. I have yet oh. to see a story about how long those hotel reservations were made for. Like, are we finished? Like, have these people gone home? Um, but also, like, 
I I have to be really honest. Like at this point, I from watching the last CNN, which I'm going to continue watching because it's course, just like obviously. But from watching the way, just the performative, like you know, I wanted to be an actor, but I became a journalist. Kind of nature of like Chris Como and Don Lemon. Like they're not much different than E. No, That's, like comes to like reporting on the, like they're not the the absurd almost camp levels of like it's so it's there's really no difference at this point yeah it was uh i was furious watching especially because like you've worked in newsrooms before and i've worked in newsrooms before and like the amount of you know these 24 7 news cycle talking heads like a, a yeah. cuomo a maddow chris hayes you know joe scarborough or whatever but like the amount of people who were like it's uh and we're and we're looking into why you know the the police were not uh on top of this the way they were like pretending like not saying what we all know which is that like you know yeah, this well is- they're trying to they're trying it they're it's like they're teasing it's, right. it's all like it's crazy they're like, but- where were the police were they tired did they not know this was yeah one there was one um especially um obnoxious moment watching the coverage where it was where someone was talking to a lawmaker or representative and I don't know who and I will look it up but they were saying they were it was horrible it was a heartbreaking interview she was like I came to work today and I told my husband like this is where my will is and like this is where you know if something happens today and whoever was doing this interview was like did you have a premonition it's almost you had a premonition it's like no one they've been telling us they're coming like there wasn't like yeah. a surprise like, no this was planned it's like when nancy grace was to elizabeth smart was like could you see with that that like thing on your head remember <laughs> yes how'd you see out of that thing and elizabeth smart's like i'm actually here to talk about like a bill to protect like <laughs> abused children and in, in america and, and nancy grace is like i'm sorry sweetheart i thought it would help the viewers to get a little insight into where you were in that headspace as a 12 year old i'm not here to talk about this oh my god nancy grace and another culture how'd, how'd you see it how'd you see with that thing on like i remember watching it and being like oh my i, I think i watched that live i was like holy shit <laughs> am i seeing what i'm seeing <laughs> Yeah, might see it, but like it's that kind of shit. Almost like you had a premonition. Almost like you're a clairvoyant. Yeah. You had you had a feeling, and that feeling came true. It is a what a day. Um, you know, now we're in 2021. Just one week ago, people are saying, "Well, you know, it can't get any worse." I know. And uh, I'm also like, who was saying that? I was. I was just prepared for like we should have known better when people started treating 2020 like it was a person yeah. <laughs> that was like responsible for all this stuff it's like that's when i knew i mean i've i've done it too but like when you start equating a year giving it like personhood that's when you know you're going down you're in four yeah exactly yeah. what kind of um like what i know you visit cvs often you and i have both oh. sent each other pictures where there's a little bit of like a blurry 7-eleven logo in the background like whatever yeah, we're doing for sure. what kind of um like co- uh, coronavirus covid time shopper have you been like where where has your money been going um okay so i'm admittedly like addicted to cvs like it's a i I think i'm a habit you know i'm in recovery and i think it's one of my like habit addictions is going to like a pharmacy i just there's something about it that just feels like especially in this time when my radius of leaving has been so small that Mm -hmm. like i really get attached to like 
There's a WeWork near me that I get attached to just just walking by it. Like the, the logo and the CVS on Hollywood Walk of Fame is just like my place. Okay. So usually I'm trying to be better about candy, but usually I would get Mike and Ike's. I get like, I should be getting going for bulk, but I go for da- daily, like just instant fix. Mm-hmm. But normally my quarantine stuff goes to like household cleaning stuff and like I love Fabuloso multi-purpose with <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. Love that. Um, I get like huge liters of those or whatever. And I um, I am very, because we're me and Simon are just inside all the time, like everyone else. So mm-hmm. I just want it all to smell You, you need everything to be clean. I know. I, I, I so felt I, like I've been I'm much getting, cleaner. Yeah. So I've just been very into like um, wiping, you know, Miss, Mrs. Myers. <laughs> love to, into wiping. Of, yes. Into wipe lots of Mrs. Myers cleaning products, um, <laughs> candles. Um, when I'm feeling, you know, wealthy in spirit, I'll go and get a dip tea candle love from that. Candle Delirium and WeHo, which is a great place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been. I haven't been anywhere. Uh, I've been to Sir, okay. and that's it. And we all. all right. <laughs> well, when things get better in LA, which is not going to be for a while, you should go to Candle Delirium. <laughs> that's my first stop after the vaccination. Like, the take vaccination. me to Candle Delirium now. Um, yeah, mostly like cleaning base and just things that make me feel. You're doing some nesting. Nesting, very much nesting stuff. Not really like um, food stuff, more like domestic. Stuff. Yeah, like let's let's make the house a home. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about your relationship with the My Favorite Isle at CVS, which is the As Seen on TV aisle. Do you fuck around with that? Not really. What, it, what would be... Oh, my God. Like, it's just, like, stuff that, like, was probably on, on like, an episode of Shark Tank that didn't air. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. It's like, do you, don't you hate flipping your burgers? Like, isn't this thing that's, like, not really a problem for you, like, kind of a right. problem? Like, here's a fix, and, and like, it costs, like, $6. Like, like shelved things. Yeah, of. like, the Snuggie would fall under that, I think. Oh. Or, like, um. I don't really, I don't really fuck with that aisle. Okay. That's interesting because that's yeah. a beeline there in CVS. I should. I feel like I will start to now, but <laughs> I mostly go straight to cleaning. Wow. Or, um, yeah, or the candy aisle. Tell me about a cleaning product that has just been such a disappointment to you. Um, something that you were me... like so excited about. Something that you were feeling really good about. Simon, oh my god, the CVS had this. I bought. I'm so excited and was yeah. just useless. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. No, I'm gonna have something did enrage enrage me last <laughs> year. Um, how about something I've used before but then turned on? <gasps> okay, um, yes, yes. I'd say pine salt. Okay, tell Pine- me more. Oh. Uh, I like Fabuloso <laughs> multi-purpose because it has kind of more of a muted smell and it smells just like cleaner mm. and like more, it's less like, su- like sweet and um, like the normal Fabuloso is like almost, a, it's like oppressive a little bit. Okay. And Pine Sol really was always my go-to and then in this time i just became really hyper aware of smells because i was just smelling it all the time mm-hmm. and i think pine salt really became like unbearable to me like if i had so it interesting. It's, like, i react i started reacting really had this kind of visceral reaction to it where i felt like 
oppressed by it. It felt too much. It was too, it stung me kind of. Wow. And I, and I really turned my back on Pine Soul and I'm never going to be a Pine Soul girl again. Now, just to confirm, like, is Fabuloso paying you for this appearance? No, I, and if they'd like to be, if they'd like to, I'm all about it. Yeah, okay, but Fabuloso, I'm, if you're listening. I, please, no, this is all like, I'm fully like doing this out of the because I love it. You're a good consumer. Now, do you fear though, because of your um, love of Fabuloso and the volume at which you purchase it and the speed at which you use it, do you ever uh, fear that when you are like an elder and your niece and nephew ask you about this time and you smell the smell of Fabuloso, will you be transported back to a pandemic? Probably. <laughs> Great. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I mean, this is going to, I mean, this is going to be like, your smell like hospital moment. I mean, this is your salt. Like, so, yeah. Like it will be like, I don't, you know, how dare like my, you say I smell like fabuloso. That was yeah. a very rough time for me. My niece and nephew are going to like show me their like first apartments or something when I'm like in my fifties and I'm just going to smell it and be like, <laughs> and like have to like leave. And they're going to be like, Oh, Carrie, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pine saw is just like, it, it you turned on it. Throw- Makes you want to throw up. That's so interesting. I'm a I'm a method spray all purpose kind of gal, but I will say that what I loved most about the beginning of the pandemic, and it has sort of um, calmed because now we've been doing this for like a year. But like when all the cleaning products were like flying off the shelves, like no one wanted like the green products anymore. Like everyone everyone wanted like straight bleach. Like yeah. like give me give me bleach or give me nothing. So. I was always fine having the method stuff and then I use a little Clorox, but I think even the smell of hand sanitizer already is like, like stirs well, something in me. There's certain ones that are just like repulsive. Mm-hmm. Like, I You really become sort of like a connoisseur of sanitizer and I just give me this, the normal straight up ones. Yeah. Cause like the more maybe eco-friendly ones kind of smell bad. Yes. Have you, um, have you made any impulse like big, purchases uh maybe like influenced on instagram or like did you get into any of the you know early quarantine trends Um, animal crossing uh bread knitting well my i've been using hymns a lot oh my god another spawn okay um well I've, I've been on propecia for a few years now but now i now i'm like supplementing it with hymns and it's actually like i mean Propecia's helped me a lot your hair looks great thank you but it wasn't it was it wasn't like ball i was just like thinning and mm-hmm. like had a little had a receding hairline it looks but very lustrous and thick but that's it's i think it's hymns. how long does that um, take to work how long does something like that like that kind of process take it takes a minute mm-hmm. i think you start noticing with propecia after a few months but really when you to achieve your full this i'm a fucking psychopath listen to me talk about this i um, love this you achieve your full like it takes maybe it takes fully like two years probably but, i mean that's such a long commitment time like those are you know and everything's always marketed to us as like quick fix or like overnight so i feel like it's been a real dedication maybe, for you yeah maybe it's been sooner but i really feel like i've been noticing it more Cause I haven't been able to get my hair cut a lot. Right. So I think just letting it grow out. I'm like, Oh, it's actually, it looks like, very really like, there. it looks like you have like, looks like something you have to deal with. Like, Oh, like all that hair. Mm. Like I gotta like deal with all my I, hair now. I, I was, you know, I think any man 
worries about balding but i think especially being a gay man it's like a you know and probably stereotype but like i just i'm like afraid it's like (laughs) you fear it i fear it and it's like i have to like i have to you know being a gay man even if you're not in acting which i'm not even i'm not an actor but like you just want you want a book Mm. you know so like if you're not gotta get that hair right it's so weird i didn't know that and i'm like i'm i feel like people are like weird about talking about being on it and i feel like i've seen more people being open about it I'm always talking about like my hair journey and like being afraid. Like, right, I know. My, I've heard you. My receding hairline and like how I was balding a little and like I'm I'm fully like it. it it's part of like my, you know, it keeps me. It's part of my anxiety. <laughs> it keeps big Xanax I, in in check. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. so funny because like we talk about like you know bodies and diet culture here a lot, and it's like that like the. Like, I have never been exposed to whatever um, culture is being, like, targeted at you and gay men that say, like, losing your hair is, like, bad. Whereas, like, I'm very familiar with, like, the don't gain weight. Like, you need to work out, yeah. which I know is present in gay culture, too. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's ve- it's very fun. Like, you know, at- when we were younger, it's like, well, whatever magazine you picked up, like you- that was what you were told. But now there's just all these avenues for them to come stress us out about our, our dumb bodies. Yeah. Or weird bodies that no one has like any control over, really. I know. But, um, it's yeah, I think. But I, I think it's a I think it's like a I, it's a guy thing. But I think it actually like I think. No, it's they the really, same way as as us they being make, told. They make men. They make men terrified. Like everyone's yeah. terrified of going bald, no matter what your sexual, your whatever, whatever, however you choose to identify, or like it's everyone's afraid of going bald. Well, the, I mean, if they've they've hammered that into us that that's like, like the bad. Thing. I think, and and then I, but I also on the flip side, I think you can be super. It doesn't matter if you're bald because you can be super sexy. Look bald. at George think, Joe Gorga. I mean, Corey, Joe- or Corey Stoll, or like you know, there's all these like. Um, I'm very attracted to guys who are bald. No, too, and that's so the problem. And I mean, yeah. for for women, it's like the size of your waist, you know, in contrast with the size of your hips, or the size of your boobs, and like that's yeah. grained into us. But then, but then you like just see someone who like doesn't have what's deemed like the proportions, which is literally everyone, and you're like, oh, she's hot, or like, oh, she's like really pretty, and then you're like, wait a minute, like, yeah. <laughs> so wait, why why do I think my waist has no, to be this small? And I'm, it's not even, it's you know, and like I. I'm not like saying it's bad to be. I think I'm just saying I'm being honest. That's about, your like, thing. What, That's your but thing. I'm, but I'm being also honest about like how they they've like tr- they've instilled fear in it. Sure. But then you and then you realize like it's not a bad thing, and there's super sexy guys with who are bald. Well, we talk. I mean, I said Joe Gorga, who is Melissa Gorga's uh, yeah. husband on Real Housewives in New Jersey. Also, you know, Teresa Judice's brother, Joe Gorga. You know, he starts out you know, trying to make his hair loss work. And then over the, the, the next few seasons goes to being bald, like just like shaves. It so hot. So hot. So hot. You know, and he rocks it and he, he just like, he knows he's hot. I mean, he definitely knows. So it's like, it doesn't, it's all, I know it's all. I'm I'm just being, it's, it's all, I'm being as honest as I can. Yeah, it's, it's a my, thing for you. That's that's a thing. Anxiety, but Absolutely. Um, I just want to know yeah. you are beautiful. You know, like uh, 
Caroline. We are we are all beautiful, but I'm you get, are the I'm, most beautiful. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Thank you. I can't I can't hear. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much. So I know that you didn't come here to talk about Fabuloso, though it seems kind of like you might have. Um what what product specifically did you bring? Oh, are you going to get it? He is just oh my gosh. Okay, so it's I got it for Christmas from my mom. And it's like a so it's basically like uh, it's like a flat, like a, I can't even describe it. It's like a flap scarf thing. <laughs> so when I Google it, the, oh. for, no, for for context, I texted Carrie this morning before we record and I go, do you want to tell me what you're bringing or do you want to be a surprise? And he goes, should I bring a massage flap? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, yeah, by description alone. Yes, bring yeah, it. it has, I guess it, the, the, the name <laughs> just brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's like a wrap. It's a wrap. You put your hands through these like kind of yes. handles right here and you have to plug it in it's kind of annoying because you need to have it like plugged all the time very brookstone yes and then you yep you like hit a... there's like a button panel on the side mm-hmm. yeah then it oh starts... so it's like a massager that yeah like you wrap around yeah. oh people love this stuff yeah and it's it feels you can like bring it on a plane probably or like, <laughs> who's going you know, on planes <laughs> i know who's going up whenever we can fly again but it's it's really, it's like, cause I, I have like a lot of, Oh, I can of, see it moving. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. And I have a lot of, um, neck issues. I'm like QVC right now. I have a lot of <laughs> neck issues. Like I was going to, I was getting my neck, my spine kind of corrected cause my posture was so terrible. And so I, I had been in need of a chiropractor all year and this, this is helping me. I love that. Yeah. There are, we have oh. talked about this, not on the show, but like on Instagram, some people have said like, this is the thing that they love. Does yours have heat? Um, it does. Ooh, yeah, you press. Yeah, so there's heat. There's some. It's it's a little painful sometimes. Well, like, yeah, I mean, you know, but it's 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 really nice, and you can just do it while watching Salt Lake City Housewives, while watching Sex and the City movies. Just sit back <laughs> and let let the, let the, the good flap, times go. Let the flap help you. <laughs> I mean, famously, my physical therapist, similarly, you know, the, how they sometimes feel for like a tension point. My, yes. th- my, well, my physical therapist said, I've never seen a body this tight. You have no muscles that are uh, not tense right now. <laughs> mm. And I was like, thank you Same. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of people to thank uh, to get yeah. got me here. Do, uh, do you know how expensive the massager is? I know you got it as a gift, so my, maybe it would be uncouth to Google. But do you know about the range? I think I don't think they're that expensive. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and what brand is really yours? Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, it's called it's called um, Napo. It's the Napo one. Okay, that is the one that gets. A lot of circulation in the Instagram, the yeah. G thinks Instagram and the G thinks page, and I'm so happy to hear that you love it. Sixty dollars. That's a that is fifty nine. It's a that's a listen. It's that's worth. The, that's the price. If you can shelve, that's a lot for me right now. But like, if you can shelve out fifty nine ninety nine, it's it's worth it. And like, it's what do you? What massage. else are you gonna do? Right, exactly. And you're yeah. not going to get a massage right now. Like, I really hope. Yeah. So, uh, wow, it, that's it, great. It, you get your. You get your bang for your buck with us. Has Simon tried so, it yet too, or do you not share? I love he has. it. Does he like it? He has. He's, um, he's, a, maybe more sensitive than I am on with like shoulder stuff, and I'm I'm like I'm like tear into me, like yeah. I have him crack my back and stuff. So I'm oh I'm God. like I'm my threshold for it is like high, but he's 
maybe more reluctant to do it but uh-huh. he has enjoyed he has liked it though that uh the that is very similar with the uh one of the gifts dan got me for christmas which is and i've mentioned it briefly here um but it's the it's like a body pillow and it's like marketed to pregnant women but literally anyone with a body could have it and it like you know what those you know they like wrap around your whole body yeah. and you can like spoon them or like it just makes it so that you don't wake up like all mangled Oh my god, I need this. Oh, you need it. I'm gonna send you a link. It is so and I but I just like drag mine to the couch every morning. It's like very comfortable. Um So are you like do you go do you step inside it? Yeah, let me I'm gonna G chat you. No, 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 you don't step inside it. I'm gonna G chat you the link so you can see. Um okay. but we were talking about it briefly on the listener episode where we were like, it's the com the company has done themselves a real disservice by just um marketing to pregnant women because literally they can make so much more money. Yeah, uh, why is this not? I know it's weird. More... Okay, let me show you. Um, this isn't the exact one I have, but this is the. I'm just showing so you can see. Do is there like a chat in the podcast? Oh yeah, oh yeah, there is. Okay, see so at the yeah, top right. right. Okay, yeah, over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, over here. Over here. That's it's me. Okay, look at it and tell me. I love that they're like you can only be you only deserve yeah. <laughs> comfort if you're pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! Right, I'm. T- it's so comfy. And similarly, Holy. yeah, it's in the sign of same price point as the Napo massager. It's like between forty and sixty dollars, depending on which one you get. And if, oh, I can't. I mean, like, it is. Especially, you should. Especially, I was going to say, if you have like a back thing, like I do. Yeah. Where you need a little bit of. I mean, that's the whole point of it for pregnant women is like, oh, your body's changing, and all of a sudden you're right. carrying this whole human, and like things are going to start to hurt. So let this help you. Yeah. Like I'm carrying the weight of the world. So <laughs> I need a pillow too. You, you deserve a body pillow too. I, everyone does. And also it's like if your if your partner isn't like a spooner, um, which mine isn't, and like That's I, totally fine. Yeah, like I and so I just use the pillow and everyone and everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs> no one I, gets bothered. I'm, I'm investing in this because I think it looks great. It is so comfortable and um it was funny i didn't say anything and and to anybody on the show about this and then a listener called in for the listener episode and she was like i need to recommend like this pregnancy pillow i am not pregnant i'm not planning on getting pregnant but this is like the most comfortable thing i have and i had just truly just opened mine for christmas and wow very happy a good core purchase that's a good husband it's a good husband we will keep him another year he's renewed yeah we have one more year 
It's great. One of my favorite things about listening to Tough Sicilian Bitches, even though I've listened to every episode, now I now I not only rewatch New Jersey, but I re-listen to Tough Sicilian Bitches, oh. is that, and Dan like yells at me. He's like, they can't hear you because sometimes I'll talk back to you guys. Like, as, I love it. And I'm like, and then they're going to say that Melania said, you know, <laughs> get me pizza. And then they'll say it. And Dan's like, how many times have you seen this show? I love that. But what is a scene from Jersey that doesn't get a lot? Because I have a bunch and I know we have some Real Housewives heads here. What is a scene from Real Housewives of New Jersey? And then maybe we'll do New York, too, because I'd love to hear both. That is not a prostitution horror scene. It's not like a cultural turning point moment scene, but that's still a line, a moment, a delivery that just lives in your head rent free. Okay. Because I have one and I want to hear yours. Hmm. All right. I have two okay. moment moments. Great. Um, we've, I think we quoted it a bunch on, uh, tough Sicilian bitches, but probably when Danielle, um, said something like, and darkness will rain upon them <laughs> or, or when she and Danny Provenzano are in the parking lot for the market provisions or whatever. And, yes. and, and they, She's like, I want to go to Panini, yeah. and she, and, and she's like afraid the to go basket, in panini. market basket Panini, and she's afraid to go inside this like shopping mall like Italian market because yes. she's afraid someone's gonna kill them. <laughs> she's afraid she's and gonna then, get whacked. And then my other favorite moment is when Kathy, uh, uh, <laughs> Keely is riding her bike to Carados, and, and, and she looks like Maggie Smith in the prime of Gene <laughs> Brody. Just like it's like a fall day, and she's just cruising down yeah. like the highway in a bike. <laughs> Those and, like, are you just see the, you just see like the flickering amber light, New Jersey sunlight <laughs> in the background, and like there's like a a honking, and she like waves. Yeah, yeah she like knows everyone knows her. She's like, "There's Mrs. Bakili." I yeah. just love those. Those are the first ones that come to mind. And she's also like on a beach cruiser, like she's on a Schwinn, yeah. like she's not she like, like a road bike. She's like no. on a, like a beach bike. <laughs> She just has like cloaks on. She's sorry to report that the Wakili's are fully like QAnon. People. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's so bad. And Rosie, I know. Rosie is Rosie is um Rosie was Kathy. Rosie at the at the direction. <laughs> Rosie's gonna have to tweet. I was not at the Capitol before yeah. we started recording. When we were just checking levels, we were talking about how Whitney from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City just put up a story yesterday that was like, "I just want to let everyone know that I wasn't at the Capitol." And, and and we were saying, you know, what does that say about you that you have to go on the horn and just like let everyone know? like imagine yeah. if I tweeted like I just um just want to get like get this out. I was not at the Capitol. <laughs> I was not at the coup. <laughs> I know yeah. a lot of you are wondering, but I didn't go. Yeah, a lot. Of- <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, just I know. Like, I usually don't share a lot about my private life, but I do want to tell you I was not at the Capitol seat. Yeah, and then and then that's and then it says like an E like slide of of yeah. the AP photo. And Caroline Moth. I was not at the stage. Yeah, I was. It was not me. It was not me. Right. The e photos does like I was not there and like bolds the word yeah. not and then I get my own <laughs> I get my own Instagram. The things that from Jersey that live in my head rent free are the way that Jolie Care and I, which like like I wish you guys were still doing Jersey because 
I would love there to be like a um like a New Jersey off where it's like you and Laura versus me and Jolie because I feel like we could oh, we could take you, you guys would, on. Yeah, I think you guys would probably beat us. There's, to be honest, depends but... on the season. I think depends on the moment. I think you guys have that Christmas arc where Melania is like. D- doesn't believe that her grandma dressed up as Santa and then Teresa like, gets mad and <laughs> <laughs> gets mad at her. Hey. Like, yeah. Hey, it's me, Melania. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally... fuck... No, no, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you wearing that for? So... Hey, hey Mar- it's me, Melania. Mar- Melania is so much better. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, Mr. Pomodoro. Yeah. Oh, Pomodoro. Um, <laughs> the, all right. What are what are your? Well, so so well, this isn't. This is just how Jolie and I talk to each other. But when Melissa first, so I have two, but I want to get this one out. When Melissa first introduces herself and her talking head, and she's wearing that like tap recital costume, it's like a it's like a pink sparkly corset, and mm-hmm. she goes, "My name is Melissa Gorga. I'm married to my husband Joe. Seven years." <laughs> And so whenever I talk to Jolie, I always go, I always pick up the phone and say, hi, I'm Caroline Moss. I'm married to my husband, Dan, for two years. Um, uh, but my, my two favorite moments that live in my head rent free constantly and that I say out loud and no one ever knows what I'm talking about is Melissa going into the grocery store with her entire family to do Thanksgiving shopping. And she's running off of her list. And she's like, Joe, she's like, we need sausage, hot and sweet. I need a turkey. I need lasagna. And Joe is like picking up things and he gets seven loaves of wheat bread and puts them in the cart. And Melissa goes, we don't eat wheat bread. <laughs> like makes him take them out. And then he's like, he's like, how about some pineapple? She's like, pineapple? Where are you for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we don't need that. Like he's her fourth child and she's like, stop, yeah. like stop. Yeah. And then the other one is just one line from Albie Manzo during one of the Christmas episodes where Caroline's like, oh. I'm in my husband's clothes and I'm a mess and, and I, but I love it. And you hear an, uh, um, Albie in the background going, I love grated cheese. It's kind of my thing. And it's like, so annoying <laughs> to me. Also, also, yeah, that Caroline looking like haggard, like, like I got at- pimples on my face, <laughs> wearing my husband's clothes. Don't and fuck I, and with I, me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me on Christmas Eve. I would love to be at her house on Christmas Eve, though. I just, but, <laughs> me too. but also when um, Albie is trying to hit on Alexa, Alexa Rachel, Alexa yeah. Rachel, and he's like, he's like, yo, you you're a milkmaid because because you want to drink milk. And then you just see Chris Manzo's just covers. He's just like, oh, my God. Context for non-New Jersey watchers. There is some weird collaboration between the Alexa Ray Joel PR <laughs> committee and the Bravo PR team where they're like, OK, we'll just send the New Jersey cast to an Alexa Ray Joel like concert at some bar and call it like a well, thing. Caroline's like, <laughs> Caroline's like Caroline's obsessed with like being close to a, a, a Billy Joel spawn. Yeah. She's like, she's like, wh- she's like, you're both. <laughs> you're all children of privilege we, it's like it's like this weird it's like so weird it's so uncomfortable like arrangement yeah it's so strange. she's but, like i think I, my son albie should marry alexa they're both rich they both yeah. come from rich families they come from privilege <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain there's a certain thing about kids <laughs> who come from privilege they just get each other 
And then Albie's like trying to hit on her, and it's like the most fucking unbearable <laughs> shit in the world. Yes. Yes. And Lauren and Lauren's just sitting there, just like, oh my god. I hate <laughs> yeah. How much am I getting paid to be in this scene? A lost child. I what you are witnessing right now is me truly like trying to now recreate an episode of Tough Sicilian <laughs> Bitches with Carrie. Well, I am just such a huge we do, fan. No, next time we do like a live show, you have to you have to come on. And I just will march sing. on stage. Yeah, invited no, or invited or not. <laughs> no, you will you're gonna see you're gonna you're gonna insurrection. No, you're gonna be you're gonna be a guest. But Ugh. also from New York. Oh yeah, uh, your... yeah, okay. What would live in my head rent free from New York? Um oh god, there is a moment where so rem- so Dan will not watch Dan likes Jersey and can tolerate it because it is like just so camp. But mm-hmm. like watching Ramona Singer makes Dan visibly physically uncomfortable like she's so rude to staff she's so rude she's horrible horrible. she has like no filter and she's always like in all sincerity like i'm sorry i called you a slut like she's she's miserable to watch like to the point where i was like how about ramona for like our new puppies coming soon and we're like oh how about ramona she's like he's like no like we cannot name her ramona um there is a moment where ramona gets in a cab and starts berating the driver and she's like i need to go to like 140 like west 17th so that's but and then he goes okay and she goes so what avenues are between that are that uh, is that between like she's like testing him yeah and she's like it is it is it's so deeply like it's an exfoliation for the inside of my body because i feel like just like my spirit floats out of me and and flies away horrible what's yours it's horrible um hmm. well Probably when Alex McCord is comes barreling down the stairs in, in Marrakesh, and you just hear off screen, you just hear like right down with her like all her like garments on to to like go. What did you say? Is it Ramona upstairs or something? Yeah, it's someone's crying. It's Ramona's crying. Ramona Ramona is crying because Jill was like, "You will never be a friend of mine." Yeah, you will never be a friend of mine. And then, and then Marona goes, <laughs> right? Is she lying? They're, they're Luann, Kelly, and Jill are getting, I think, like henna done or some kind of like. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like done. they're doing something and, appropriate. Appropriation. Yeah, something, something like culturally inappropriate. <laughs> and and then you just hear, do, 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 do. and then Luann goes, oh, that horrible sound. What is that? And then Alex comes out, and then Kelly just goes, shh, shh, <laughs> weird. And creepy and she's actually right <laughs> for one like kelly actually like a salient moment for kelly where she's like she's like stop <laughs> go back there go down and she's totally like abusing alex and like gaslighting her but she's actually right in a lot of ways so yes. it's like she's like you're being weird you're being weird you're being this, is weird. Creepy. This, this is creepy this is creepy this is creepy behavior <laughs> but it, just hearing the <laughs> and then <laughs> um maybe when um I love that. Probably it's one of the Berkshires episodes when you just see Luann smoking <laughs> a cigarette through the screen door. Yeah. It feels very like August Osage County. It is, yeah. It is very, you know, you know, we say like, yeah, moments that don't get like a lot of airtime. I think all of those are that. But like there I mean, I know like 
don't tell me about it's about Tom. It's about Tom is like on T-shirts across America. But there is something for that scene with Jules talking about how her dad might be dying. And Luann's like, Bethany called me a slut. And Jules is like, Luann, sometimes things are more important. <laughs> like yeah. She's like, my dad is dying. And Luann's like, she was Jules so mean underrated. to me. <laughs> Jules was underrated. Jules was underrated. They should bring her back. She was, I liked her. They didn't give enough time. Um, but yeah, I guess, and any of like that, uh, yeah, there's so much. I mean, it, New York is like so far reaching. Um, anything with like Alex was great yeah. or like, just the old days. Or like and Ramona talking also, about Brooklyn, like it's like a dirty rag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, they live in like probably a house today that would cost millions. Millions. But, um, yeah, you, it was great. And then obviously, like Sonia saying, like I partied with John John. Yeah. <laughs> John John's dead. It is. Yeah. <laughs> or being like, there's one, there's one Sonia scene, and I think either season six or seven, and Ramona is like talking to her about something. It's like the one normal Ramona moment, but then Sonia's like off the. You know how they every season they pick a character to like kind of like zing off the rails a little, and then everyone just yeah. reacts. Sonia's like, I'm the biggest comedian you know in your life. I've been a comedian for 25 years. I've been on Broadway, yeah. and Ramona's like, No, you, no, you have. Sonia, no, yeah. you know you had that like that is I know. provably not true. <laughs> There's like moments where even Ramona has to be like, okay, Sonia, this isn't this is good. real. Yeah. I oh. mean, I have it's I like you guys, if if you liked even a shred of what we're talking about, like you have to go listen to Sexy Unique Podcast. And it's just I mean, Laura, I love you. I love every episode you've ever done, but for the purpose of this episode, scroll and anytime Carrie is a guest and especially going through tough Sicilian bitches or housewives of Salt Lake city. It is some of the funniest, most calming content I've consumed for me, you know, cause like housewives is my safe space. Um, so I thank you oh. so much for your work and your service. Thank you, Caroline. That's I'm, I'm moved <laughs> before we go, really? before we go, I need you to, you can pick any housewife from any city, from any era if you were going to choose them, like choose your fighter, who do you pick? To like kill for me? I mean, to everyone else has to go. You can save one. You can take one on the lifeboat. Okay. I go straight for like the death. <laughs> yeah, um, you're like, is someone doing murder? That would be Caroline. She'd whack them. Doing the, doing the murders. Don't um, come for my family. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to tell you mine while you think of yours yes Shannon Bedore hands down Orange County she's she's woo woo so I feel like she could I I feel like I could use her on the west coast but uh -huh. she's got a little business with her I could bring her to the east coast she's yeah, that's uh a good one. she's she's wild she was brave enough to sort of put her her I think very hard for her weight loss journey on tv so I know she has she has a tough skin and mm -hmm. uh, I'll let the rest of them sink. Shannon. Shannon's coming yeah, on the boat with me. Um, That's a good one. I love Shannon. I don't know. I'm a Shannon apologist. Someone the other day, I mean, as my friend, and we were joking, called me a rich Mormon woman apologist when we were talking about, like, the the stances of the Salt Lake City women on, on a government coup. And I, I kind of had to step back and say, maybe that is something i am <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me who you pick i know you have i know you're you have like three circulating and you're trying to pick like the right one i have to say who is she it might be karen huger from potomac oh wow. okay 
Okay. They, I was thinking either between them or Bethany. No, Bethany can hold her own. Bethany is. That's true. That's Bethany's true. monetizing the sinking ship. She doesn't yeah. need to get. She doesn't need to get on the lifeboat with us. She's fine. Karen or Giselle. Giselle. Oh my gosh. Okay. And they're, if and between the two of them. And then I would have fun because they would just be sh- like shitting on each other and like <laughs> going after each other. So it'd be really fun to watch. And like I, get, I would get to like play both sides and like be caught in the middle. I love that. And, would, and I want to be like used against each other. I love um, that. They're, I'm Potomac has quick quickly became my favorite. Mm. And they're I just think that they're like for me, they like epitomize housewives. Yeah. Potomac just, is like, good, especially their reunions. Yeah, and I just think Karen especially Karen just is like just the right amount of detached from reality, but also like really funny and like just she's the Sonia in my, in my mind, like a good, a good time gal. And Giselle is just like, you know, also what I base a lot of times liking my, they the way they, the way they treat their gays Mm. because a lot of the housewives treat their gays like they're like pets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, like Giselle has her best friend is a gay hairstylist who like or a sty- he doesn't always some of her outfits are not she's famously has terrible taste but um or oh, terrible style oh but good but she just I don't know yeah it it they, it feels they like treat, a they treat, their, they treat their gay friends like they're humans <laughs> I love that's such a nice perk that's um, so nice when people do that I love that too but yeah they're <laughs> but but I'm not like I'm also like I love even the nightmare ones I'm I'm I stay I ride for but yeah. Um, yeah that's I'd say one of those two that's a good one that's a good one and now it makes me rethink like okay do I really want Shannon so now I'm just gonna think on this we'll have to have you come back and Shannon's great Shannon is great Shannon is like Shannon is the perfect I like watching her like she she's not boring but she's she's cringy as much as you she's so funny she's very self-aware it's very, very self-absorbed. It's very so self-absorbed. It's yeah, it's like an amazing. She's perfect for TV. Whereas some of them, like we said in the beginning about Salt Lake, like you know, you start a new Housewives franchise, you you come on to the Housewives franchise, you know, eleven or twelve years after they started. No, it's been like fifteen years now. Like you know what you're supposed to do, and I think a lot of them yeah. are performing, and I don't like that. I want you to come on and not know that you're ruining your life. That's I mean, fun for me. Seeing Shannon and Tamara hold each other in the bus in Ireland. <laughs> well, well. Kelly Dodd. They were all mad at Kelly. Yeah. And one of them looks like she's like exercising a demon from her. Yes. The, it's uh, because maybe? Kelly said, no wonder your daughter doesn't want to live with you, which too horrible. Too, that was a horrible thing to say. And then, and then Tamara's like, yeah. <laughs> and Shannon's like, calm down. And Vicky's like, oh, 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 oh. Um, Vicky. <laughs> deranged. Say, deranged. I don't like, I obviously loathe what she's become yeah, and what she probably always was, mm-hmm. but I miss the, the heyday of Vicky when she was like Vicky crying in Costa Rica in the jungle when in, in the rain, mm-hmm. when she said, do you want to know something? You want to know something sad? And they're all like, what? She goes, someday we're all going to be dead. <laughs> but she has that a was, point. She does have a point, but, but it was like, that was such a perfect moment because it was like she's she's having a complete like existential breakdown yes. and it's, it's incredible lisa barlow gave me those vibes when they were at the met gala lunch at mary m cosby's house and they were all going around and saying something vulnerable about themselves and lisa starts to cry and goes i just have a lot of big dreams for myself 
that's hard to say sometimes. <laughs> that's all Lisa she's Arlo, she's great. She's staying. She's staying. She's totally staying. Who do you think before we, I guess I was, that was, I, the fighter question was going to be my last, but now I just have, this is my actual last question. Real okay. Housewives of Salt Lake City, who is not coming back for season two? Who are they not bringing back? Mm. Okay. Depending on what comes out about her church, mm-hmm. Mary might get axed. Okay. Which would I would be sad because she even though she's clearly has some like deeply problematic things going on with like the way from what I've been reading about like what actually goes on in her church. Yeah. From like alleged dissidents. Right. Um maybe her and yeah, or maybe honestly wild card maybe meredith won't come back interesting interesting and i would have thought meredith honest, would have, yeah she doesn't do much for me doesn't do much for me there i also think she's lisa half the time so they need to work on that yeah i she's not she's she she brought in her son and i think he was almost like gave she thought it would give her more personality in a way but like yeah Brooke sucked, yeah and meredith is like she's glamorous and like very elegant and chic. But, but that like, we've been here for fifteen years in Housewivesville. That's not enough to keep you. We know that. She had one moment in the last episode where she said, <laughs> "I'm done engaging on the conversation." <laughs> yes. She was, she was like blackout, <laughs> and that made me like her a little. I love it. Well, I'm so excited to once again re-listen to Tough Sicilian Bitches as we enter um, what has been a very treacherous time in Los Angeles. Um, we're not leaving our houses. I'm trying to find as many things that will calm me as possible. And right at the top of the list is Laura and Carrie um, imitating oh. the voices of Daniel Staub and uh, Teresa Judice. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for bringing the massager, for talking about Fabuloso. We're going to revisit our relationship with Pine Soul now. I'm, I'm so happy um, that you have been such a presence in my car radio and in in my oh, AirPods this this time. I'm happy to. It's been wonderful. It's a, good, it, it's a good substitute for not being able to see you a lot. I know. I know. It's almost we've moved we moved here almost a year ago and I've seen no one, been nowhere, and have never even I mean, maybe my next stop is the CVS on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and I expect to see you there. Meet me there. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can follow you. Uh you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ecario. That's Ikaro and if you are familiar I- with Daniel Stubb. Ikaro and sexy new <laughs> podcasts. There's Patreon you can yes. listen to for five bucks a month. Um bonus episodes, new episodes each week. Get yourselves to Hulu. If start watching from the beginning. You guys did season one of, of Jersey, right? Or did you start uh, with season two? season two? So start yeah. with season two. You don't need season one. It's a little, it goes a little slow. Prostitution whore, you've been engaged 19 times. Yeah. Start with season two. Revisit the podcast. You'll be laughing in a minute. Carrie, thank you for coming. You guys, we will Caroline. see you. <laughs> yes. Caroline. No. <laughs> Carrie and Caroline just talking about the housewives. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of He Things Just Bought It.